Pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show and my name is Steve Curran. Hello, I am Simon Byron. Hello Simon, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Um, I've uh, I've just spent... I, I went into game today uh, in Stevenage. I'm not sure why. Um, maybe <laughs> I wanted a, a look at how things used to be. Well, and, and that's not what I got because things are very different now. Game sells all sorts of stuff. Mm. Um, it's it's um, it's overburdened with um, secondhand tablets uh, that you can buy, and some mobile phones, and some AirPods, whatever they may be. Uh, and then it's got like a whole section devoted to cosplaying ducks dressed as Metal Gear Solid <laughs> characters. I mean, I'd not seen anything like that before. Um, but I came across something that, that made me realise I'm not I'm not a true gamer. Mm, um, tell me that Steve is was uh, in the PlayStation section, the PlayStation Five section doesn't sell PlayStation Fives because you can't sell you can't buy PlayStation Fives. But in the PlayStation Five section, which I guess they have to populate in some manner, they had some gamers glasses for twenty pounds. What on uh, earth are gamers glasses? Well. Um, they enable you to see your games more clearly, reduce <laughs> glare, uh, and presumably be better at games. Twenty quid. Um, okay. I didn't well, you'd, get. Them. You'd have to be a fool to not. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I am a right. fool. Um, but uh, the other thing that's been bothering me this week is I've started to get some back problems uh, up oh, here, right. and so um, I've decided that I must. It it must be part be to do with the shed setup I've got. And that, again, it's not gamery enough. So, uh, <laughs> so 10 minutes ago, I got confirmation from Argos that I've ordered a £200 gamer's chair, Steve. You haven't. Delivering up to in uh, free delivery, thanks. It should be for 200 quid uh, within 10 days. So whether it'll be here for next week, <laughs> next week's show or not, I don't know. But, well, I was reading on GQ Online that um, actually, because gamers sit around, I actually Googled office chair. 
and um, or home office chair. But they say because gamers sit around all day, they know how to be comfy. So you should buy a gamers one. That's what. I'm right. Thinking. Okay. What is, What is your? Can you describe your gamers chair to me? Is it called a gamers chair or is it a gamer chair? It looks horrific. I can describe it like that. Um. Let me. Let me. Uh, so it's um it's leatherette. Is that good? Okay. I mean, I'm guessing it is. It must be better than leather. It must be. <laughs> Surely the best is leatherest, though. Okay, well, you know, let's not go crazy. Um, it is. Uh, it's an Anderseat Jungle faux leather gaming chair. Dash okay, wait, wait, wait. What does the jungle mean? Don't know. <laughs> Isn't uh, jungling a thing in League of Legends? Uh, maybe, maybe it is. You might have uh, bought yourself into a whole new lifestyle here. Well, the thing is, you know, mine is entry level, which you wouldn't believe for two hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's because it's only got two D armrests, Steve. Two <laughs> D. No, because when you go up a level, mm. you get four D armrests for your four D arms. Okay, wait, 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 wait. You can't leap straight from two <laughs> D to four D. You can. No, you can. Apparently, well, I haven't seen any chairs with three D. Don't be so stupid. Why would you have three D armrests? I don't know. Why would you need them? You've only got well, 2D arms. Exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I'm, I'm very, very excited about seeing that uh, next week, and I will be sure to give listeners an update on... on uh, well, you can tell them how it feels, and I can tell them how it looks. Well, exactly. Well, hopefully it will feel better than it looks, because it looks horrific. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Well, I've spent all day sitting in a very uncomfortable chair at the Oval, where I've been watching... Uh, what will be my final cricket match of the season. And it was gloriously boring. Hmm. Uh, perfect day to sit in uh, the sunshine with friends. It's, it's you know, we were told summer was going to end earlier this week, but it's still going on. Still going on where you are, is it? Just a bit. Is it not where you are? It's been it's been, it's been warm, but you wouldn't describe it as summer. Okay. I, pro- I might do, Simon. Don't tell me what I can describe <laughs> as summer and what I can't. I suppose... <laughs> um, okay, we are a video game radio show We do have video games to talk about I've played some this week, have you played any? Very, very briefly Okay, that'll do Because we've got to catch everyone up on Demio And in one of the bits of the show We've got to catch people up on your job as well Oh, okay It's going to be a packed show then, Steve, isn't it? Busy, busy, busy Should we get on with the news? Let's do it Simon, how many news stories do you have for us this week? I have the five. Stee, as usual. I've picked out three. Oh, Um, wow. So so together, we should have this section covered. Do you want to start? Well, do you know what? Part of the reason I picked five uh, was because I was expecting you to turn up with none. (laughs) No no comment on you specifically. It's just I know that you've had a busy day. Well, I I, uh, glanced at Eurogamer today. I thought, well, Simon's definitely going to pick the... Games at the PlayStation Show story. I have not. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I haven't picked it either because I thought... What's the, point, what you, what's the point you can't buy PlayStations? Very good point. And yes, quite. All right. Very, very good. 
Uh, and um, I've picked I've picked a story about I've picked the obvious one, the big games industry story of the week. I've picked um, one about a, a classic thing that keeps cropping up in One Life Life's news section, and I've picked a footy story as well. Okay, well let's stop teasing, shall we, and get on with it, which I believe is what uh, Peter Sissons used to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, off you go. <laughs> Look it up. Uh, Playground Games has confirmed more than 400 of the cars that will be available in Forza Horizon 5 on day one, writes Chris Scullion on uh, VideoGamesChronicle.com. A new blog on the official Forza website lists 426 cars, all of which will be included at launch. This includes the two cover cars, the Mercedes-AMG 1, that was in all caps, and the 2021 Ford Bronco Badlands. Other cars making it uh, making their series debut include the 2020 Ford Super Duty F450 DRW Premium, the 1991 Jaguar Sports XJR15, and the all-electric 2020 Porsche Taycan Turbo S. Every car in the game will be viewable in the Forza Vista mode, where players can study them in extreme levels of detail with ray tracing enabled. How do you feel about that, Steve? Well, I feel nothing. Except this, Simon. I've been struggling with a mystery all day, and I think you've just solved it. Okay. So today, um, I logged onto the internet through my modem. Um, <laughs> thought I'd I'd check my electronic mail and then uh, pop onto Twitter to see what was going on. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And uh, I had a little notification, and it was it, it went bading. Okay. One Life Left, at One Life Left, has a new Twitter follower. Hello, a oh, new listener. Yeah. Hey, it's working after 15 who, years. Do you know who it was? I don't know who it was. It was only at Outside Xbox. Was it? It was. Wow, that's, I mean, is that them flirting with us? I think it must be. I didn't follow them back. I'm not easy, Simon. No, of course but, not. Uh, but I thought, why would they, why would they... Uh, be following us now. We're we're very good friends with Outside Xbox, of course. Uh, personal relationship, not a business one. And what we know about Outside Xbox, obviously, a friend friend of ours, friend of the show, Mike Channel, very into cars. Does love it's cars. Kind of, it's kind of his thing, isn't it? Now, what would Outside Xbox be doing following One Life Left, unless they knew we were going to lead the news section lead with a car story? Well, this was uh, this was news to me because I was genuinely surprised uh, that there that are that many cars. <laughs> I mean, how many cars are there? All right. <laughs> Look, let's run through them. Okay. We've got the red one, the blue what? one, There's the, the black one. one, the little van one. There's a van. Does that the count? Van's a not car? a car, is it? Uh, not really. It's clues in not the really. name. Um, um, like that's five cars, and they're and they're <laughs> they're implying. That there are over 400, that's nonsense. I bet nobody actually checks this. And they've gone, yeah, there are 400 cars. And everyone's gone, oh, that's fine. Without stopping to think, how many how many cars are there? I don't know. We should watch Top Gear to find out, shouldn't we? <laughs> but do you, think it's, do you think that's it? Do you think Top Gear is all the kind of Emperor's New Clothes thing? Where they talk about all these cars and how great they are, but no one's bothered to count them. Actually, <laughs> it's just the same five. Keep going up. Same five cars. Pretend. Oh, this is the great one. This is the really, really good one. This is the best one. No, we've seen them all before, mate. Five cars. Exactly. Basic journalistic fact-checking <laughs> Chris Scullion. Okay. 
going to log on to Twitter tomorrow. There's going to be another ding, and it's going to be outside Xbox has unfollowed you. Oh, no, I think there'll be more car mags that follow us now when they go, look, <laughs> they've, uncut, they've blown the lid off. Like, Dare to speak the truth. We didn't bother counting them, they'll, they'll all be saying. Anyway. <laughs> Perfect. All right, uh, let me give you the big news story of the week. This is from Game Developer. Uh, com, the new branding for GamaSutra.com. And it's by Chris Kerr. It is, Epic versus Apple case results in permanent injunction that could pry open the App Store. Uh, this measured remedy will increase competition, increase transparency, increase consumer choice and information. Uh, to break that down, Apple has been hit with a permanent injunction that will prevent it from prohibiting links to third-party payment options on the App Store. So this has been rumbling on for how long, Simon? A year and a half, something like that? Yeah, easily. Um, uh, the short version is that Epic Games, who are the publisher of Fortnite, amongst other things, uh, put Fortnite on the App Store, but they didn't like the fact that uh, Apple were taking a 30% cut of everything through their game. Um, so they said they were going to... They came up with a workaround, didn't they? I think using... Was it using a web app? Something like that? Something like that, yeah. And uh, Apple said no, pulled it from the App Store, Epic got cross, and they've been battling in court for a while, and Epic basically seemed to have won. It's not clear exactly what the implications of this are yet, but it means, you know, in theory, that um, that there'll be a little bit more freedom for developer developers to create their own payment systems. Isn't that right, Simon? I think so. Although, didn't Tim Sweeney say that that uh, this ruling uh, was wasn't a victory, um, despite Did the he? fact that um, you know, as you mentioned, it does seem like uh, they are getting some of their way. Um, so yeah, he clearly was. He didn't think he didn't think it went far enough. Well, it does say here. As for Epic, the Fortnite developer has been accused of overreaching during the lawsuit and has been ordered to pay $3.65 million in damages to Apple for breach of contract, uh, which amounts to 30% of the $12.6 million in revenue it collected from Fortnite users on iOS. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's not been... It's not an entirely one-sided victory, but it seems like the big win is the payment thing. Um, yes. Now, I read on Twitter, uh, someone, someone wrote... A, a tweeter wrote that it's not that simple and really you still need to be as big as Epic to fight your corner on these things. Uh, for smaller app developers, uh, Apple will easily be able to find other transgressions to pull your app if you don't uh, if you don't um, fulfil uh, the obligations on <laughs> in other places. But, you know, this is all untested yet. So it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting though. It is interesting. I found the tweet. Uh, Tim Sweeney says, Today's ruling isn't a win for developers or for consumers. Epic is fighting for fair competition among in-app payment methods and app stores for a billion consumers. Um, uh, and the follow-up tweet says, though, that from um, Jason Schreier uh, says, um, and he sums it up, thus, so Epic lost on just about every count and will have to pay millions, while Apple now has to let apps use external payment processes, potentially costing them billions. Big win for everyone who is rooting for both companies to lose. <laughs> uh, that was from, again, that was going to be one of my news stories, uh, Andy Robinson on uh, Video Games Chronicle again. Um, yeah, so we so we will have to see um, what happens there, but um, 
you know, I'm no lawyer, um, but according to Twitter, no one's happy. <laughs> but then again, you could say that without this news story, couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Very true. All right, Simon, your turn. Sticking with Video Games Chronicles, uh, Chris Scullion wrote on the 9th of September... Primary school students in the UK may soon be swapping their jotters for Joy-Cons as they learn how to put together their own eSports tournament. UK's Digital School House, Nintendo UK and Outright Games have teamed up to provide a new careers experience for pupils aged 8 to 11, which teaches them how to organise and run their own event. The Digital School House Junior eSports Tournament 2021 to 2022 provides teachers with a six-week lesson plan that's mapped to the UK primary curriculum for computing, English maths, design and technology, and personal social health and economic education. The lesson begins with an introduction to the world of esports before teaching children all the roles involved and how to set up a tournament. Activities include organising a fixtures list, setting up hardware, developing marketing materials, shoutcasting and actually playing the game. The lesson plan includes bespoke resource for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Uh, race with Ryan and Crayola Scoot, but teachers can replace them with any game of their choice, with the appropriate Peggy rankings, of course, using a generic lesson pack template. That sounds good, Steve, doesn't it? Does sound cool. Uh, did you do PHSE at school? No, I didn't. We, I mean, um, I think we only had three computers at my school, and actually... Computer studies uh, in my senior school, uh, so that was our first opportunity to do it, was oversubscribed, so I had to take music, thus stifling me of a, of a, of a, of a life I, I could have lived. I could have been Mike Bithell. <laughs> yeah, but hold on. PHSE, that's not the computer one. Physique. Um, Go on. Personal, social health and economic education. Yes. We, we, we didn't do that, Steve. It was the 80s. Right, so you so you didn't have a lesson where mm-hmm. a teacher came round the front of the desk and sort of got a bit casual and was like, <laughs> "All right, so we're going to talk about sex today." Steve, I went to a grammar school. The most casual we got was was allowing was being allowed to remove our ties during the summer by the summer term, but we had to pull our collars out over our blazers. So you looked ridiculous. Thus, none of us did it, and we all sweated <laughs> our way through the summer term. Um, well, no. yeah, this is part of 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 that strand. So it's the ostensibly cool part of school or it's the uh, more casual parts of school. I think it sounds like a really, really good idea. I guess, like the teacher sitting on the front of the desk, it does run the risk of, when presented by the wrong person, just falling flat. But that you could say about anything. And I think Yuki are doing brilliant work to to, uh, get this stuff in front of kids. What's... um... What shoutcasting? That's is that just commentating that. At, over esports? That would be my guess if uh, that was all I could do, which it is. So yeah, I assume it's 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 commentating, right? Okay, well then why call it shoutcast? If you're going to get people on the internet, <laughs> tell them to be nice about it. Nice, 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 nice chatting. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, well, you know, look, good for Yuki, good for Outright Games, good for Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Bad for me who didn't get any of that at school. All right, uh, here's a story, and here's a blast from the past. Google Stadia's director for games has left to join Google Cloud. 
uh, gaming is one of the key verticals we are investing in, apparently, according to uh, Google. This is from Vicky Blake, contributor to Eurogamer. Um, yeah, uh, so I, I guess the, the story itself is not all that interesting to me, but what is interesting is a jumping off point for me to ask you, how are you feeling about Stadia these days, Son? I uh, recently bought a new smartwatch, uh, and with that, I got £75 worth of Google Play credit, which I can use to spend on uh, anything. Uh, Apps for my Android phone, uh, movies, books, uh, TV series from the Google Play Store, um, or also on Google Stadia content. Um, in my wallet, I have £75 still, and I cannot see myself spending any more money on uh, on Stadia, I'm afraid. Mm. It, I, I guess the thing that's struck me about it is the silence. Uh, I've heard very, very little, not just as a consumer of games, but as a developer of games. Uh, there are a couple of stories about how uh, they've um, changed revenue splits and things like that, but it's not enough. And if the players aren't there... Uh, the revenue split doesn't matter to you because, um, yeah, a, a larger, bigger, a larger figure of a small number is is still small. Yeah, I mean, I don't know whether my, whether my uh, view will change. I did briefly consider spending that some of that seventy five pounds on um, a UPlay sta- uh, Stadia subscription when Far Cry Six comes out. Um, but uh, given that you'd need to play the game within a set amount of time, and uh, I can't, I can't commit to things like that, Steve. Mm. Uh, you know, we, we 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 struggle to get an hour over Zoom, <laughs> you and I, uh, when, when you're on yeah. the clock to Ubisoft. Um, because uh, yeah, is that like twelve? I think I've been offered it for twelve ninety nine a month to play all the Ubisoft games over Stadia, and again, sort of nice in theory, but. Uh, you know, I just, I'll just buy the. I think I just prefer owning the games at this stage, um, even to the extent you know, uh, Steam Deck's already influencing my stores of choice. In that, um, Death Loops out on Tuesday, as you know, Steve will be going to bed early tonight and sleeping through tomorrow. Hopefully, wake, waking up on Tuesday. And um, uh, I bought my, I pre-ordered mine from CD Keys. Okay, uh, I think it was for thirty. Thirty-four ninety-nine, as opposed to the fifty pounds on on store. I'm not paying that. Got my receipt through, and it was for it was for the Bethesda launcher version of it. Uh, okay. I didn't even know I had a Bethesda launcher. I mean, obviously I do because uh, I'm like, oh god, I investigate this. And then I was worried about that potentially running on the Steam Deck, so I got so I had to get a refund off CD Keys and buy it off Green Man Gaming. Uh, just so that it will be there on my Steam Deck. That's so it's all. Re- I don't. Uh, I'm not getting one until at least Q1 next year, and already it's influencing my buying my buying decisions. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's what I'm, I, I want. My games on. I want to own them for my Steam Deck. And yes, I think you will be able to play your Stadia on Steam Deck via the browser, um, but not on a plane. Uh, I have. Oh, it's your turn. Sorry. No, uh, crack, crack on. All right, sorry. Uh, my final story is this. Uh, again from Eurogamer by Wesley Yin Pool, updated yesterday. Uh, the saga of Wrexham in FIFA 22 just <laughs> took a weird turn, he said. I didn't really understand where this headline was going, so I clicked on it. It's quite interesting. 
So the story so far is that non-league side Wrexham were rumoured to be in FIFA 22 for months uh, before EA confirmed their addition yesterday via a list of all of the teams in the game. But now Wrexham have been removed from the list. What? EA, EA has not said why. Okay, so sorry. Aren't all clubs in FIFA? Yeah, but FIFA uh, FIFA only contain, contains uh, football league sides. Okay. And Wrexham, like my beloved Stockport yeah. County, are in the National League, which is the league just below. I know you wouldn't know this with your high and mighty Queen's Park Rangers. Oh, it's been so high up, we've got a nosebleed, Steve. <laughs> uh, but for those of us in the fifth tier of the English League, uh, yeah, we're not in FIFA. Um, but Wrexham are. Do you know why Wrexham... Sorry, Wrexham, it was thought, might be. Why, why is that, Simon? Yeah, why I don't know. Wrexham... I'm completely baffled. Okay, well, it says here in the Eurogamer story, the National League club were rumoured to make it into FIFA 22 for months, in large part due to the 2020 takeover of Wrexham by Hollywood actors Ryan Reynolds oh. and Rob McElhenney. Reynolds, oh. who plays dead... Pool and free guys from Vancouver, Canada, the city in which FIFA is developed. Uh, is that why they bought them to get into FIFA? Uh, maybe, maybe so. This is interesting. There's another link between EA Sports and Wrexham. Former Wrexham defender Sean Pajic. Is that how you say yeah, that, Simon? Yeah. Just say it with confidence. Is now a producer on FIFA in Vancouver. I'm getting suspicious of this Wrexham relationship now, Steve. Mm. Um, It's a big thing, though, uh, for clubs in FIFA, in that their shirt sponsors can uh, pay more. Right, is that right? Okay. Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, some people are doing some very clever things with it. Stevenage, um, a couple of years ago, did a really brilliant Burger King campaign um, where uh, you would get... um, I don't know, rewards, prizes, burgers. I'm not sure. I didn't take part. I only saw the uh, video at the end of it. If you sent in gameplay clips of your team in a Stevenage uh, kit, and so what you had were all of the global superstars within FIFA playing in a shirt that said Burger King. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, scoring goals and, yeah, and all this. It was fantastic. And it was all as a, you know, an accidental byproduct of the fact that if you're on the front of a football team in FIFA, then you're, you know, you're potentially in front of, uh, well, in Wrexham's case, <laughs> a couple of hundred Xbox players, I'd imagine. But Well, one of my favourite things is uh, a news story that ends in question marks, as if the Mm. writer, in this case Wesley, is just kind of musing near the end of the story. Uh, He goes goes on to say, Did the list spoil some elaborate viral chasing announcement between EA Sports and Wrexham, an announcement that aims to capitalise on the club's newfound fame? Question mark. Perhaps a video message from Deadpool himself is in the works? Question mark. Did EA break its own embargo? Question mark. New paragraph. And how did Wrexham's inclusion in FIFA 22 come about in the first place? Question mark. I imagine there are a fair few rival National League clubs who would love to feature in the hugely popular game too. What about them? Final question mark. I agree, Wesley. I'd love to be able to play a stopport again. Do you think Wesley sleeps at night much at the moment? He must be like, all these questions <laughs> racing through his head about FIFA. 
Well, the story concludes, more information to come soon is all I was told when I asked an EA rep about it this week. I wonder if he asked him all of those questions, <laughs> one after the other. Um, so. Is that it? Do you have any more? Just very quickly, Steve, some terrible news. Uh, I thought we should, um, you know, uh, as we head towards Christmas, um, it's time to think about those poor scalpers. Um, who at the moment are suffering a tough time uh, with one particular format. Right, Andy Robinson on Video Games Chronicle once more. Resellers are now getting around 30% less for PlayStation 5 consoles than at launch, whilst Xbox, uh, sorry, whilst recent Xbox Series X prices have remained comparable due to fewer sort shortages. That's according to secondary market StockX, which shared the data with Forbes, according to people the publication spoke to. While the prices scalpers are getting for the PS5 consoles have declined, the volume of consoles being sold has remained steady. StockX is a reseller site launched in 2016, originally focused on sneakers, but later expanded to electronics following the launch of next-gen consoles last November. Earlier this summer, it claimed that more than 130,000 PS5 consoles have been sold via its platform. The company claims that PS5 prices have fallen by almost 30% since their peak, which was $1,000 on Cyber Weekend 2020 for the disc version. In September, the console dropped to $715, which was also 10% less than the price in June. Uh, that's interesting, then, Steve, isn't it? You would have thought, I would have thought that the, um, you know, given the uh, the impossible uh, odds of buying a PS5, that uh, it would have remained strong for the scalpers, but evidently not. Um, I I did look at the showcase this weekend, sorry, this week, um, and yeah, I, I was tempted. I was like, oh, God of War looks good. Spider Man looks good. Um, <laughs> Oh look, you can play GTA Five again. Um, so yeah, I think. Um, I mean, we're both going to end up there. Aren't we are we? going to eventually, end up there, aren't we? but eventually. like it, 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 it's the first generation. I don't know how much of this is to do with me getting older, and how much of this is to do with genuinely. There are so many games, so many brilliant games being released every day that I don't feel the hunger to to get one because. Sure, I would love to play those games in the showcase. I really would. But there's just a wealth of other options elsewhere. Um, so, yeah, we'll, I'll end up there. But I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm happy uh, to watch those scalping prices drop and drop and drop and drop and then just pick one up um, when it reaches cost price. Yeah. And, you know, like given that I'm, I mean, yes, I'm excited about Deathloop, but, um, you know, would I buy hardware for it? So, you know, it's 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 PC and PlayStation Five. So, you know, I'm quite happy about that. Cheaper on PC, um, and yeah, they've started bringing these Sony games to PC. Uh, there was the announcement that um, Uncharted uh, Four and The Lost Legacy is it are coming to PC early next year. Um, Star Wars Knights of the Knights of the Old Republic remake, PlayStation Five console exclusive, and PC. Um, so uh, yeah, you know, I think so. You know, I'm 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 pretty well served for most of it. But yeah, I was looking at God of War and Spider Man, <laughs> thinking they're the ones that are going to get me, aren't they? Curse you, Sony! All right, thanks, Simon. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantlebury.
we're back. This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM, the world's greatest radio station broadcasting out of London, England. We're also a podcast. You can find that at www.onelifeleft.com. The show notes there will reveal the pieces of music selected for this show. The show notes are written by our under-caretaker, Phil, thank you to him. Also in the show notes, you'll find a link to our Discord. Uh, If you want to join that, uh, please, please, please feel free. You'll be given a listener number and a game associated with that listener number. It's getting harder and harder to find uh, games for that. Um, And you can join in the conversation. There is literally conversation going on there at the moment, Simon. Have you seen? I have seen it, yeah. You know, I I, uh, keep an eye on you guys. Uh, I don't have time... Uh, to contribute and also I have to say like you're all you're all getting on so well with each other I do worry about <laughs> making a fool of myself well I have noticed Simon that um, your I've noticed that your um, your little picture on Discord has yep. been online a little bit more recently oh can you see can you hmm I'm getting added to all sorts of Discord Steve <laughs> I am interesting it's a, it's a whole new world out there Mm, uh, that must keep you very busy indeed. Is that to do with your new job? It is to do with my job. They've got loads of discords. And I have to say, <laughs> I mean, again, I'm getting a bit uh, what's it, uh, where you can't perform under the spotlight there. And so I'm being added. Performance anxiety. That's it. Thank you, Steve. Um, I'm being added to these to the discords with um, a number of uh, pretty famous individuals within the streaming space. And... I'm a 49-year-old man, Steve, and I'm a bit... I'm a, I don't... I didn't know whether to, like... Um, last week, uh, I sort of introduced myself to, to one of my other discords, and I said, hey, looking forward to working with you guys. And they were all so lovely. Uh, hey, we're really excited about working with you and um, making a few jokes and stuff. I, 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 was, I was like, ugh. Do I, do I like their comments? That's what you do on Twitter. This isn't Twitter. Uh <laughs> Would it look odd if a 49-year-old man is liking their comments on a Discord um, and, that you know, maybe they've got their own sort of green room Discord, but they go, what's that old man doing? So <laughs> I didn't do anything. And then I oh, know, then I made I made one joke at the end of the thread and then no one liked that or replied to it. No. Mm. They, they'll have so many secret folders. So <sighs> many. Um, Simon, what is mm. your new job? Tell us about it. Hello, uh, I am... Director of Publishing at Yogscast Games. Yogscast? Yep, I've joined the Yogscast. Eventually, I tell you what, I, I, I finally did it. I, uh, I've, I've got in with the streamers, <laughs> having been on radio for too long. Mm-hmm. I think everybody would agree it's too been too long. <laughs> <laughs> and now, man, now I'm in with the streamers. I'm going to be on video. Amazing. I'm not. I'm too terrified to do it. But um, certainly, the office has got studios for uh, for the um, for the streamers. We've got yeah, we've got separate rooms for different channels. Oh my goodness, it's fantastic! It really is. It's the first time ever Dexter has been not dismissive of something that I do at work. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting, Simon! And you're still doing the same sort of thing you were doing before, which is talking to developers and uh, publishing video games. 
Yes. Uh, so, um, Yogscast Games publishes four games at the moment. We've got a VR, unannounced VR title coming out um, early next year. Uh, and so it's working with the four studios that we've got at the moment. You can deduce something from what I've just said to you, Steve. Um, and responsible for the publishing of Yogscast Games and, and, and working with um, YouTubers and Twitch streamers um, to find games that they're interested in which is what i've always done anyway um and uh yeah just trying to join the dots between the streamers and the games publishing in a way that i think is really exciting so yeah i feel very lucky Steve. um i feel uh yes but you know obviously everything's tough for everybody at the moment um so uh but yeah uh, i can i can i i i i think i leave the year (laughs) much happier than i entered it so so key question um can we expect the return of Bangman? No, uh, not that. No, but <laughs> I think I think this is good news, not just for me, Steve, but for you and me as well. Interesting. Mm. So we are going on video then. We certainly are not going on video, <laughs> but well, there are many um, arms to the Yogs cast. Uh, they have their and they're on those many arms. They have many fingers in many pies. One of which might be relevant for you and me. I do. And love maybe pies. one day we'll be able to buy four hundred cars. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> All right. Should we do the letters? Yes. Email All right. So Simon, I know that we've had some letters this week. I know that we've had a couple in the Discord. I haven't seen any in our inbox though. Uh, let me read that one out from Chris Conroy then. He says, Dear team and seasonal shareholder gossip. Video Games News is leaking again with this week's announcement that Epic's social platform House Party is to shut, making its way into the mainstream press. Of interest to parents who rushed to the app at the start of the first lockdown, silencing the knocks and whistles that accompany an incoming call will be a relief. But the announcement is also written to address an increasingly common investment theme. The team behind House Party is working on creating new ways to have meaningful and authentic social interactions at metaverse scale across the Epic Games family. There's no specific question to go with, just interested to get the OLL Investment Club thoughts on the trend of big money swinging behind the metaverse theme. How many metaverses are too many and will we ever see the show in one? Your cynically corporate correspondent, Chris Conroy. Uh, Did you ever use House Party, Steve? I didn't. I only heard of it. Uh, I'm actually not 100% sure I even knew Epic was behind it. No. Uh, Did you ever use it? Nope, I didn't. And And I... I uh, wish I had done because not only have they delisted it, but then they are they are shutting it down, They're sh- closing down the party. Now you and I have only ever done that. Well, I, I've only ever closed <laughs> down a party with you once. We had to call security uh, from all parties and ask them to get the bigger boys out of our chalet. And I wonder if that's what Epic's doing here. <laughs> to, to be clear, like just as I remember that story, I had gone off to see a band. Uh, at All Tomorrow's Parties, which is a music festival that takes place on or, or took place on the south coast of England in, in Pontins, a holiday, holiday camp. Uh, I'd gone off to see a band and I came back to find you and David mm-hmm. uh, smoking on the lawn outside our chalet, just with all kinds of chaos going on behind you, just saying basically bigger boys came. <laughs> bigger boys came. <laughs> bigger boys came. But yeah, didn't you bribe the security guard with some cigarettes i did i did and he shut the party down there's a lesson there kids don't smoke but if you do 
<laughs> use them as currency. Um, so, yeah, I never use this, but uh, on Chris's point about the metaverse, I have done a lot of thinking about the metaverse recently. I've been I've been reading into it for a project I'm sort of uh, been doing a little bit of work on. And there are so many people taking a shot at, at the next whatever the next second life is going to be. I guess a lot of them have been inspired by Ready Player One, but I think more than that, a lot of investors uh, and seed funders have been inspired by Ready Player One and go, hello, this is a good idea. Let's throw some money at this. And I was chatting to someone about it the other day and their take on it, I thought was absolutely right, which is none of these things are, go- none of the things that are setting themselves up to be the metaverse are going to end up being the metaverse. But something is uh something will grow from some place to become this hub and to become you know what amounts to be facebook i guess and it'll start from somewhere like facebook um you know someone trying to uh, do something completely different well not completely different but not intending to dominate the world uh and and then accidentally creating this thing that just grows and grows and grows when it gets people who want to be with people who want to be with people who want to be with people um, so yeah, I've seen a lot. I've played with a couple of them. I play. I, play, I, I went into. I took a look at Decentraland this week. Have you seen that? I don't. No, so sorry, sorry, I haven't. Second Life with crypto, and it, it, it feels is. exactly like Second Life, honestly. Um, and there are a few others, and they're all quite interesting. They're all doing interesting, cool stuff. But I'm not sure. I fully believe that any of them will end up being the final destination. And you know what? I don't think any of those people necessarily do either. I think everyone understands in that world, everyone is learning at the moment, um, and probably a lot of them will learn enough to sell their companies to Facebook, which is all that most investors want to happen, anyway. What have you got from the Discord, Steve? Okay, I've got a letter here from uh, Freakyzoid, uh, Tony Galman, friend of the show, and super special guest sometimes. Hello, team. Good to have you back. I've just finished Psychonauts 2. Uh, he then goes on to give it a review. Very inventive, constantly surprising, good story, platforming a bit weak, combat a chore, 7 out of 10. And always catch myself calling it Octonauts due to years of watching Barnacles, Quasi and the Gang with my kids. Are there any games in your? Are there any games that your brains just refuse to name correctly? Well, I had a similar challenge with um, Octonauts and Autonauts when I was working with <laughs> Genki on that, and yeah, we actually um, looked very carefully into not calling it Autonauts because of the confusion. But you know, ultimately, the name uh, suits it perfectly, and uh, you know, things become their names, don't they? So I think we were right to stick with it. So uh, yeah, I feel your pain there, Tony. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head that I constantly get wrong. Um, I do find myself, co- uh, though, often... Comp- there are games that have names that you just that never are, are, are attached to them. And actually, in-game today, there was a Team 17 platformer, mm. uh, which I remember at the time it came out, I was like, I'm never going to remember what, that, what that's called. Mm. Um, and sure, there's a box version of it, and I'm like, oh! And you know, even now, I can't tell you what it's what it is. Let me, um, mm-hmm. you feel, Steve, while I look, I look up. Well, I, I mentioned uh, Demio earlier in the show. I, I'm oh, incapable yeah. of remembering that game's name. Um, yep. 
the only reason I know it right now is because I was literally I was having a chat on WhatsApp about it just before we uh, we went on uh, on air. And in order to find out what it was called, I had to go into my Steam account and scroll down to find when we played it. Can't remember yeah. that game name at all. And it's really important. Um, yep. I've seen games sync because they have terrible names. Famously, um, Draw Something was based on a uh, on another game which was almost identically Draw Something, right? And I can't remember what that previous game was called, but they certainly didn't make X million pounds, billion pounds off selling their game to Zynga, uh, all because of the title. Like, all because Draw Something, what do you do in it? You draw something. You're not going to forget that title. Right, thank you for that. It was called, so this is a Team 17 game, see if you recall it, Greek. G-R-E-A-K, so it's Greek, colon. Ab- absolutely not. Memories of Azure, A-Z-U-R. <laughs> Greek Memories of Azure. Yeah, like, that game's I, never going to do well. I don't know whether it did do well or not. I but, mean, um, colons and titles suck anyway. Uh, but yeah, that's that's appalling. Um, the 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 one the one that uh, this question reminded me. Well, it's not a very satisfying answer. Is there is a cricket game on uh, that I love that I think I've mentioned on the show before? A VR cricket game. Yep. To my mind, the only good VR cricket game at the moment, or at least the only one I've played. Uh, and it's called Cricket Club or Club Cricket. <laughs> I can't. I, I genuinely can't remember right now. I think it's called Club Cricket. But I, I could be completely wrong. Um, I guess. I guess in that case, though, you will you will end up there, won't you? Yeah, you you search for it, and it's oh, it's that one, not the it's other that one. one. I get I chased know. around Reddit by the Quest um, cricket game, which I think we've talked about as well. Now mm-hmm. they are on Oculus Labs, which mm-hmm. means that you you are available to to <clears throat> they are available to buy, but literally only if you type the name exactly into this store search. Really? If you get anything wrong, it doesn't show. Uh, so again, highlighting the importance of um, getting a memorable and spellable <laughs> name. Uh, the other thing about the advert for this cricket thing, which I am tempted by, but it is £22, um, is where it goes, look, this is the best game on... Uh, best game on uh, the best vr cricket on quest um it's really good got all these features and don't worry you can still refund it as per the normal refund thing that's the normal refund policy that's how they sign off their advert i mean you know yeah not very safety net i guess yeah all right uh weasel spoon writes hello team i've just bought a new laptop and it should arrive in a week or two what should be the first game i install i know simon always checks mario 64 on a new device and i often play a quick round of rock and roll racing in a similar way but it seems a waste when it's a proper machine pip pip robert well he's not told us what it's got i mean Mm. are we to assume that it's got uh an rtx card in it surely it would do right if you can buy one machine right so yeah so it's got to be something ray tracing then hasn't it (laughs) um that's what i would do uh something that you can turn up all the shinies and enjoying all, you know, enjoy the way that the developers intended. So I've not found anything really um, to show off. I've got an RTX card and I've not found a way of me going, uh, something that's made me go, ooh, that's super, super fancy. I did have two answers for Robert though. One is 
uh, Tetris Effect, which I've talked about the last couple of weeks for two reasons. One, it's quite nice and fancy and, and showy. It's not going to really burn out your PC. It'll certainly run on a on a laptop, a decent laptop these days. But also it's Tetris, and you're not going to regret installing it. It's a good game of <laughs> Tetris. Um, and there'll definitely be occasions when you just want to pass some time, and that'll be useful. And my second answer when I thought of, okay, what really tests out of com- commuter these days, where you can, um, you know, put up all the sliders to max, is Flight Simulator. Um, and that's also a nice, gentle experience mm. where you can just fly around the world, see cool stuff, like um, test yourself flying different planes or mostly just, you know, try and fly under Tower Bridge. Um, it is, yeah, and it's it really, on my previous PC, it ran very, very slowly. When I got my new RTX, whatever it is, uh, it ran nicely and that felt quite satisfying. So I'd recommend both of those things. Good. Well, um, thanks for getting in touch, uh, Robert, as usual. Always great to hear from you. Do keep the letters coming to... Team at onelifeleft.com. Sorry, Steve. Well, sorry, go on. Also, you can add your letters to the mailbag uh, on the Discord channel. Uh, You can find, again, the link to the Discord in the show notes today. Sorry, the reason why I started wrapping up the letters was because I'm going to talk about a game where you can put all the shinies up in the reviews. All right, Simon, what are we going to review today? Well, I've been um, clearing my uh, laptop out um, ahead of, you know, getting getting death root, death loop ready. Um, and um, uh, that's meant that I've what what I what I've been doing as I've been you know over the last few months uh, is I've been installing games I think I should play at some point and then just playing Days Gone. But anyway, I've decided not to carry on with Days Gone because it suddenly got really difficult for me, uh, which is a shame because I, I was genuinely I was really 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 enjoying it. Uh, but um, the difficulty spike, I don't know, which De- Dexter uh, thinks I'm terrible for uh, for not being able to complete. And I've seen people on, on, on videos doing it, Steve, but I'm, I am not that guy. Um, uh, and I was like, okay, well, look, I don't want to start anything substantial because Deathloop's out on Tuesday. Uh, so I'm just going to sort of tick off a couple of things. And the first of those was Metro Exodus, which... Um, came out i don't know maybe three years ago but was recently given a super duper booper version uh with ray tracing and all of that sort of stuff on it and so i'm like hey uh, i want something that's going to show off my my uh, graphics card um everybody seems to like this game i'm gonna i'm gonna play that next so i did i fired it up and um oh it's got a very atmospheric intro um and uh then i selected new game difficulty um choices you know start with normal that's what i do um and so yeah uh started normal difficulty and um was you know uh, while it was doing the the early bits where it talks you to to, teaches you to walk and then interact uh etc maybe got maybe got five minutes in um and uh was attacked by a thing um and died uh (laughs) and then um reloaded to a checkpoint which you know was only a minute beforehand maybe got to the bit again where you, you've got no bullets so you have to melee attack it and i did that i got i did the melee attack again and then died i did it one more time and died a third time and i thought this isn't for me if i can't get out of the introductory bit on normal what on earth you know given that it took me 50 hours to get a difficulty spike in days gone there's just no point in this and and 
I don't know. I mean, look, I'm not clever enough to make video games, but those first five, ten, half hour, or even, you know, if you're thinking specifically about Steam refunds, the first two hours of any game um, are hugely important. You know, we're all overwhelmed with stuff to play and things to do um, that, you know, you want people to feel empowered. And I've always believed, you know, that there was a, there were a period of FIFAs um, I don't know, in the early 2000s or what have you, uh, where, you know, I'd start on normal mode or whatever it is. And I'd play games for, I'd play matches, I should say, three or four matches and never score a goal. I'm like, <laughs> you know, what game designers should do, certainly on FIFA and in Metro, is go, well, A, don't let them die. Doesn't matter. I don't know, you know, I, I, was, I wasn't uh, paying attention to a health bar. And in FIFA, you know, maybe the second or third time that somebody hits shoot, I don't know, turn off all the AI in the background and make them score a screamer <laughs> so that they feel king of yep. the football world and of carry course. on playing. Make the player... Or your, your basic job as the designer is to make the player feel good, right? Like, and yep. you can do that in a billion different ways. And sometimes you do do that by murdering them again and again and again because you want them to feel some kind of sense of, of, of triumph. But it's rare that you do that in the first five minutes, especially, as you say, when we've all got so much to play and we are very much in the refund bracket at the start. Yep, so that's 200 gigs I've got back on my hard drive, Steve. Let me tell you that, 7 out of 10. Well done. Um, I played a couple of things this week, and I do want to talk about Demio, so I'll be very, very quick about quick with these. Webbed, I played. Have you seen this? Oh, that looks good. Game that Maker, good. 2D platformer where yeah. you're a spider. Didn't play it for very long. I played it just to understand the control mechanics. Uh, but while I did, really, really impressed with the pixel art animation. It's a very, very cutesy game where you uh, platform around. You are a, I don't want to say realistic-looking uh, spider. It's pixel art, but it's kind of realistic-looking spider uh you fire um you f you can fire webs in a spider-man type way but you can also web up little environments to make bridges uh you can shoot with your webbing as well and it just feels quite nice as you do it maybe the controls are fractionally complex but to be honest i didn't play it for enough long enough to get used to them so uh, i think i probably will end up going back to it and maybe i'll update at some point seven out of ten i played road 96 as well have you heard of that Yes, I talked about this last week. Did you? Did Then you we? will have heard of it. Perfect. Uh, I played it um, procedurally generated. I, I did it very, very quickly in my roundup. Okay, right. So that might be why I picked it up then, because I saw it and I thought, I've heard someone talk about this. It would have been you. Uh, played it um, uh, procedurally generated, story-based uh, road trip game. Uh, apparently every road trip is new I really didn't get on with the tone of it I'm afraid uh, started it and found the writing I guess uh, I I don't know it seemed to me to be trying to deal with very very big themes and I found that the writing didn't quite hit those themes um, for me um, so I only played I don't know played it for again about half an hour and then I was like no I'm not going to enjoy this uh, it's not letting me think enough for myself. Uh, it's 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 basically almost. It felt like it was hitting me with something. Going, don't you feel sad about that? Don't you feel an emotion? And I don't. I don't like that. I see that in all kinds of. Media. It doesn't know you, does it? When was the last time you felt sad? <laughs> Never. Um, but also, Simon, and I've been playing a bit of Tetris Effect as it's my way. It keeps giving me bees. All I get is bees in that game, which is. 
dismal for someone who thought they were good at Tetris Effect. Um, and I've made the mistake of trash-talking one of our friends and saying, oh yeah, I'll crush you at it. And uh, mm. um, Oh, I played a charming game called Button City as well. Uh, that does look nice. Have you seen that as well? Yeah, yeah I haven't played it. Yeah, it's it's cute and good. Uh, it reminds me of PlayStation 2, Japanese PlayStation 2 games. Uh, super like inoffensive and I don't mean that in a uh, pejorative way it's it's you know it's it's just nice charming simple fetch quests with a core uh, simple few little arcade games in there uh, it's nice if you want something that isn't going to be too taxing and is going to feel wholesome but also I played Demio with you Simon yes hello um, so Demio is a D&D game um, and when I first heard about these sort of things where you put in your VR headset to just stand around a table rolling dice, I thought, it's a bit weird, in it. Of course, the pandemic completely reframed all of that stuff. It's like, it's the only way we can see it. It's the only safe way we can play these games. Um, not that I played a great deal of them before, so this is my first time rolling dice for a long time, and I couldn't think of a better person to roll them with than you, Simon. Thanks very much, Steve. What, me, the warrior... <laughs> and me the sexy elf um <laughs> as always and uh and yeah I, I i enjoyed it i thought it was pitch exactly the right level of complexity for me you roll your dice you move your character you decide to whether move again or fire that kind of thing it felt to me like playing hero quest uh age 12 rather than being overwhelmed by D&D miniatures and not understanding a billion rules. Uh, we were able to pick it up very, very quickly, right? Yes. Um, yeah, although um, it was hard, wasn't it? Uh, so we weren't very good at it. And actually, I, I, so we played two games, didn't we? And failed mm. at two games, lost two games. Um, and I, I was definitely keen to jump back in uh, and understand a little more about it. I don't see the advantage of being the warrior, Steve. Why do you only want to do direct attacks? I'm going to stick with ranged from now on, I think. Interesting. Well, I'll try something else uh, when we play it next time, which we absolutely should do, because uh, I really, really enjoyed it. The one thing I didn't enjoy was that it defaulted with uh, the scenery around you. Uh, so it has this kind of mechanic where you, you're you around the board and then you can pick up the board with your controls and rotate it. But as you do that, you rotate the whole room as well. Mm. And it made me feel yeah. genuinely a little bit uh, uneasy. Like and now I know different people are, have different levels of sensitivity in VR. I'm sort of in the middle, not super sensitive, but I don't like um, locomotive uh, movement. And... Um, yeah, it, it turns out you can turn that stuff off. So oh, there's an okay, option in cool. the menu to just switch off the room. Turn and then off you, being sick. Yeah, and then you can just rotate the board and then that feels completely fine. So we will go back in and report back. Will Seven do. Seven out of ten for everything. Seven out of ten. Good. Right, we are running very late. I think we're only putting one song in this week anyway. So, uh, yes. yeah. Good. Right. Thank you. Lovely to see you, Steve. Thanks Lovely for struggling to through today and getting together. <laughs> I could, to I could hear, well. I could hear some chaos behind you. Yes, I was about to say. <laughs> uh, I will, I will do my best to. Uh, Don't keep it in. <laughs> I'll do keep my best to, to 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 cut some of the traffic noise out of the back, but I think there might be some other noises uh, that uh, careful listeners can hear. But it's all part of the lockdown or coming out of lockdown ambience. Exactly. Right. Uh, I'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Resonance FM, for having us once again. Yep. Until next week, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, bye, bye. (laughs) 